Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back, everybody. It's 105 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer joining you from Rogers Place. Uh, CBA mandated off day for the Edmonton Oilers today, but today was the day that uh, we did a media availability and honored uh, the two, men, two newest uh, members of the new uh, Edmonton Oilers uh, Hall of Fame. Of course, the Oilers have uh, seven Hall of Famers from one of the greatest, well, voted the greatest team of all time, 80-45. I don't even think that was the best team. I think 86-87 was better. Uh, but they have seven Hall of Famers, plus Al Hamilton, uh, who transitioned and was a great defenseman in the World Hockey Association, came to the, the Oilers for way more money than he was making uh, in the NHL at that time. Uh, Al Hamilton uh, and then the seven Hall of Famers, which of course are Gretzky, Messier, Anderson, Curry, Coffey, Lowe, and Fuhrer, Glenn Sather, Rod Phillips, and uh, now Ryan Smith and uh, Lee Foglin, and we'll be talking a bit about those two individuals uh, momentarily with Mark Spector. Oilers Now is brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation. You can reach us on the River Cree Resort and Casino hotline at 780-496-0063. The River Cree Resort and Casino excitement. Bet on it. And we do want to tell you that the Japanese Village is Edmonton's favorite Japanese steakhouse. Reserve your party today at jvedmonton.ca. Don and his staff have multiple locations in Edmonton to serve you. Don, you know what? Need some swag. Need to hook up my guests on the show. You know what I'm saying? Just saying. I love it, Don. It's uh, Don is a guy that's come through for us over the years here on Oilers Now. And guests receive GCs from Japanese Village for doing the uh, show. All right. Uh, you can also text us on the Ashley Five Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Five Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue. Open Monday to Saturday. We head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. We welcome back to the show for... For... Aquarian Renovations, an experience worth sharing. Get started today at AquarianRenovations.com. We welcome back to the show Sportsnet Spec. Spec, how you doing? Oh, pretty good. Bobby, it was good to see those guys this morning, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And, you know, I love, look, the guests are a big part of the show and always appreciative of uh, of uh, Brendan at Roos, Chris, and Don at Japanese Village, and Mike at Royal Pizza for making sure that uh, our guys get looked after as well. So, uh, much appreciated on that front. And uh, th- let's, uh, let's do this, Speck. Uh, let's talk about the two individuals. Uh, we'll start with Lee Foglin, uh, because you and me are roughly of the same vintage. Um, you know, it, <laughs> when you talk to the, the Oilers Hall of Famers, 
the Gretzkys, the Messiers, the Lowe's, the Coffees. You know, just the Yari Curry, like just the way they talk, you can see what Lee Fogle meant to that team, can't you? Yeah, well, they all showed up, you know, at roughly the same time and at a very young age. And, you know, give Glenn Sather credit. He knew that when you had a bunch of young kids who were going to be the future of the team, that you had to surround them with some veterans to help them learn the right way. You know, we there's been young guys that came into the league that didn't have that, and it, it, they maybe never turned into the players. I'm not going to name names, but and not even in this organization, but never turned into players you'd hope they'd be. Whereas when you look at the Edmonton Oilers, that big group of guys – most of them turned into Hall of Famers, and, and in no small part because of guys like Lee Fogelin, who, you know, he sure, he did a lot of the dirty work on the ice, and he was a staunch, solid defender, but he, he taught him how to live, and he taught him how to prepare, and he taught him how to be pros, and he taught him how to love the uniform and, the, and how to be a good teammate and all those things that you don't quantify, but championship teams have a lot of. Uh, Lee Foglin was probably the guy meeting a lot of that out, Bobby, for that early group of the boys in the bus. Paul Coffey told a story today about Lee ripping off a, a cap on a tooth with a coat hanger. There was also, the, the one year he, he was up, he, he had a time, I, I think it was off the top of my head, for some reason, I think it was the 81-82 season, where he had a bunch of shorthanded goals and uh, was going for it and ended up... Um, Getting getting hurt in the play and had a deep Charlie horse and wasn't yeah what, it might have been the eighty eighty ones anyways uh, he had four shorthanded goals in the eighty eighty one season that was the year they upset the Montreal Canadiens Fogelin had thirteen goals that year but I know Specky hurt his knee and he put his knee in a permanent state where he bent it back so that he could end up get end up playing like in a permanent state when he wasn't playing he had a contraption together so that he was gonna, <laughs> like like you just think about stuff like that you're like you know this guy was tough as nails well i mean you know what you can't fake pain threshold okay some guys have it, some guys don't. As Craig McTavish said of Lee Fogland, he had the pain threshold of a cadaver. Um, but what you can teach if you can't teach pain threshold, because honestly, I think that's pretty much God-given, you can teach guys that, you know what, maybe you're not hurt as much as you think. And maybe when you see Lee Fogelin playing through what he played through and continuing to block shots and continuing to be, I don't remember a goal he ever scored, Bob, because Lee Fogelin wasn't about scoring goals. There's lots of guys scoring goals back then. But I remember the way Lee Fogelin played. And if you were a hockey player on that bench and in that dressing room and you watched him play the way he played under the circumstances that he willed himself to play under, Boy, there's a lesson there every day, wasn't there? Mark, I got a little tidbit for you. Now it's being shared, so it's out there. Lindy Ruff comes into town tomorrow. Do you remember the time Fogelin hit Lindy Ruff in Buffalo? Well, no, I do not. I think it was in the last year Lee was on the team. I think it was during the 85-86 season. And it was one of those ones where Lee got him with his shoulder right in Ruff's sternum. And knocked <laughs> The living, <laughs> like knocked him all the way, all the way back to Warburg, buddy. He, like uh, <laughs> I, you might, you might. I won't be able to do New Jersey's in town. We're gonna get to that a little bit later. I'm gonna be on the air. Actually, I'll ask him tomorrow. I'll ask what? him for you. Yeah, ask ask him if he remembers the time Lee Foglin. Uh, actually, I'll be doing a, a different event uh, between twelve and one. All right, so that's Lee Foglin. 
I mean, Ryan Smith and Spec, you know the deal. Uh, Jason Greger and myself were a couple of the younger guys that they put on that select. Well, relatively speaking, younger media guys in the selection committee, along with Jim Matheson and Terry Jones. I mean, that was an automatic. I mean, Ryan Smith is, I think it's got to be stated, Spec, he's probably been one of the most popular Oilers players of all time. Yeah, he, and, and the one thing about Ryan Smith is he was a, a beacon of light through some very hard years, you know. He was on teams that, that you thought, why is that 94 trying so hard all the time? These guys don't have a chance. <laughs> and you know what? Smitty, was, Smitty never believed that for a second, right? No matter what you looked at that roster, you thought you could win and you wanted to win. And they had their, you know, they had that shining light run in 06 where Smitty, he got a chance on the national stage to really prove in an Oilers jersey what he was made of and what he had and who he was in games that mattered. Because, you know, I'm not lying to you. Smitty played a lot of games in the end that didn't matter because he didn't have a great team always. But, man, when they mattered in 06, how good was Ryan Smith during that run? Yeah, he was fantastic. And, you know, he had a, I mean, the guy played the second most games in team history. You know, like he's he he's, did. He's a definitive Edmonton Oiler. Was a slam dunk uh, that he and Lee Fogelin go in this year it was awesome stuff. We're all looking really forward to it. Yeah, me Mar- too. Mark, uh, a wonderful opportunity. And I know Paul Coffey was there, and you know that he's got a uh, a role in the Oilers Entertainment Group. Yari Curry in town, not working in hockey. Uh, we'll hear from Yari Curry and Paul Coffey on tomorrow's editions of Oilers Now. Um, but, uh, you know, those guys marveling at what we're watching. So let's switch focus to the here and now. Do you ever think, you know, like we're going to, like you and me, we got to watch Gretzky, Messier, Coffey, Anderson, you know, Fuhrer, Low, Curry. Like, we, we've got to watch all those guys. It's pretty damn special what we're watching right now with 97 and 29, isn't it? Yeah, it, it's it's really, you know, night after night here again. You know, this is, I mean, what I think it's, you have to go back, you can go back six seasons now and do cumulative scoring in the NHL, and it goes McDavid, Drysaddle are the top two scorers, I believe, since 16-17, yes, Bob. Yes, that is correct. Right, so it's not just a little while now, like six, seven. We're into the seventh season, and it ain't going to change. They're going to be one, two this year, I'll bet you. Uh, it's amazing. You know, Drysaddle, you, you don't think Nashville talks about Leon Drysaddle in the dressing room before they play a game against the Oilers? You don't think they focus on, on trying to shut down 29, and he wheels out and throws five points at you last night. Uh, it's you know it's sort of the macro version of Ovi in his one spot in his wheelhouse. Everyone knows he's going to do it, but he's done it, you know, for 20 years or whatever it is. Everyone knows these guys are they want the puck, have the puck, transport the puck. It, nobody can stop him, Bob. Nobody can stop McDavid and Drysaddle right now. It's unbelievable. Mark, in the last five games, Drysaddle's got three goals and 13 points. In the last four games, McDavid's got six goals and 12 points. But here's the catch. Hyman's got five goals and eight points in the last five games. Nugent Hopkins got four goals, 11 points in the last seven. And Kane got a hat trick last night. Does anybody else in the league's top five forwards come close to matching that? 
No, I think I think at this point, no. At this point, because and to me, here's why: we knew that McDavid and Drysaddle are the best two guys. We got that. That's everybody. You see, Saros said they're the two best players in the world last night. He said everybody knows it. So let's go with UC Saros on that. But the difference now is underneath of them. You know, uh, I love. Uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins on the wing. I think he's found a really good spot there. Break, you know, taking a draw when he has to. Killing penalties when they want him to. But I like him on the wing. We haven't seen a winger, a finisher like like uh, Evander Kane in this town for a long time. He's absolutely in the right place next to McDavid or Dreisaitl. And Hyman plays the game the way Smitty played it, Bob. You know, Hyman brings it every night. All Everybody else gets the pretty goals, and Hyman gets the ugly ones. And you know what? There's lots to go around. So they got five guys that are awfully good players here. And I'll tell you what, their, their top five is a lot better than Calgary's top five. Calgary might have a deeper team, might have a better defense. You can say all you want. But when they go head-to-head, you tell me whose top five produces and whose top five is off the score sheet, it's getting to be consistently Eminence kicking their rumps down there. For Aquarian renovations, Mark Spector, Sportsnet Spec for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta. Uh, all right. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty crazy. And, and there was Mark, just to show you what Connor is like, I know you saw the, I'm not sure if you were underneath when the Oilers put the empty net puck in the goal. But I saw it. Yeah, I saw he it. He peeled off. He gave. He got rid. He got out of dodge. Yeah, right? I saw he, that. He he basically <laughs> was. I mean, we know Drysaddle was going to get it to Kane anyways. We know that. But the fact of the matter was, he took away all pretense of any option yeah. for Leon. Kind of says a little. I mean, this is Connor McDavid, and I brought it up with with Yari, and I know some people are like, you know, are we ever going to see a seventy goal score in the league again? Well. You know what? Goal scoring's going up, and we got a guy right now that is 10 games into the season, has got 11 goals. You know, I think, hey, will he get 50 is the question at this time. Yeah, let's let's start with 50, sure. That's yep. fair. And that's where I, I, I think if he wants to get 50, he can get 50. I think if the way the league's going, the way the Oilers' power play is, frankly, if he wants to get 60, he might even be able to get 60, but let's start with 50. You know what I'm saying? Well, here's something I learned long ago, and I've repeated this a couple times in the last few days. Any sentence that starts with, I don't think Connor McDavid can, is a sentence that's going to make you look stupid in a few months or a few weeks or a few days. So uh, I'll never tell you he can't do anything at this point, because why would you? Uh, I would say to you, start with 50. Yep, I'm with you. Know, you know, start with I'm 50. With Let's, he's scored 44 in his life. He sure does look like a lock to be able to get 50. Here's the cool thing. We've been digging into some stats at Sportsnet. You know, he's not shooting more. In fact, if you go to your, you know, your, your deep dive in the analytics, Bob, he's passing more on rushes this year than he did last year. So the only thing that's up markedly is a shooting percentage. And with some guys, you'd say, ah, it'll all come down and it'll, you know, it'll, it'll, um, everything evens out. With Connor McDavid, I'm not so sure I'm saying that. I don't think he'll sit at 30% the whole year. But really all that's up right now, Bob, he's not shooting more. He's just scoring more. So you tell me why that is. Yeah, he's at 28. Well, it's because he's relentless in his work ethic. Spec, you know, Chris Knobloch, the night the Oilers won the, the lottery, you know, called and said, Stoff, 
There's going to be something that he does four or five, six years in, and you're going to say, I've never seen him do that before. This guy constantly works <laughs> at his craft. That's what he said. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, He's right. He also, Mark, as you know, Kevin Lowe played a factor in Chris getting that job in Erie uh, for Sherry Basson. And after the first practice, Chris called me and said, I have never seen a junior hockey player that can do what this guy can do. And Bob, he's 15. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Right, so like, you, know. you know, he's taken he, one thing I noticed, Bob. He's taken shots. Uh, he is getting a little more selfish. He's taken shots he didn't need to take. Good. And I think that's awesome. Like that goal, his second goal last night off of the draw. Yeah. He, you know, he 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 leans. He he drifted over to his left and took that shot and and beat Soros. He used to always bring two guys with him and then pass it to somebody. So. I know the stats say he's not shooting more, but I am for sure, my eye test tells me, he's taking shots he didn't use to take. Is that fair? Yeah, and, you know, you talked about Lee Fogle and stuff. And it's a part of Connor's game He's that he doesn't get enough credit for. He's he's tough, Spec. He's, he can t- he plays through some injury. I mean, he plays a tough. Oh, yeah. He's a tough player. Oh, for sure. But buddy, you got the puck that often. Everybody's on you. They're checking you. They're sticking you. You know, he's got the puck all night. You don't think he's taking his share of abuse? I mean, I'll knock wood when I say it, but for a guy that is such a primary player in hockey, uh, he doesn't miss many shifts, I'll tell you that. All right, two other ones for you. Uh, and we're going to hear from Yari Curry tomorrow. Uh, yes, the Pugliarvi. It's Niemelainen and Pugliarvi, two bigger Finnish players. They, they, you know, they come from a league where guys don't grow up fighting. Uh, Niemelainen was banging. He's six foot five. Now here's the thing, Mark. The orders are up by three goals. Do you do you not want do you want Marcus to pick his spots against a team like Nashville that's got about six guys that are willing to fight and are a little bit frustrated, not playing well? Does he need yep. to have better gamesmanship? Uh, gamesmanship, or is that a tricky thing to do when a guy's trying to establish himself in the NHL? And I'll extend the metaphor a bit for what occurred with Poliarvi at the end of the game as well. Do they have to read the game uh, settings a little bit better? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, if they don't want to fight, then they'll have to say, you know what, it's 7-3 or whatever it was, 7-4. I probably don't need to blow this guy up. I mean, that, or because that is the time of game when other players on the opposite team are willing to waste five minutes and come at you. We know that. Right. You know, I am not saying, like, I want to get to Nima Linen because I love this player. I, I wrote a few days ago, they got he's got to play every game now. They need this guy to be good for the playoffs and be a regular guy. I love the player, Bob, but here's the deal. If you're going to play like him and step up and blow guys up, which is so awesome, fights are going to find this guy, okay? They're going to come. Whether you want him to, whether you think he has to, I don't care about all that stuff. Fights are coming. When you hit guys, guys want to get up and fight you. That's the world we play hockey in, and I don't mind it. So he's going to have to learn to survive a fight. Just survive it. He doesn't have to be Dave Semenko. He's got to learn how to survive a fight because last night, right, he went basically fell down the ice and covered his face. And I'm going to say this because we both said it last year, Bob, and the year before, there was a guy in Calgary who did that. And we were making T-shirts about him up at Edmonton. We didn't like that one bit. 
I don't think Niemelainen is that guy. I think he's big and tough, and I think he's going to answer the bell. But the point I'm making here is he's going to have to answer the bell, so he's got to learn how to answer the bell. Does that guy that was in Calgary, is he a guy that's got a kid that's going to be a potential first-round draft choice in the NHL draft this year? A guy in Calgary. You said, uh, you said there was a guy in Calgary that used to do that. Are you thinking of Denny Goche? I'm thinking of Matt Kachuk. Oh, when wow. he turtled, when he turtled, this town went upside down about how yeah. much they hated that player. S- except we he don't want guys th- turtling around here. Then, folks. He, then he started fighting. In fairness, well, to well of course he did. Yeah, and he can fight, and he can get through a fight, and he can even hand it out. Nima Linen's bigger. Nima Linen's yeah. stronger. He needs the kid will figure it out. He'll they, figure it out. They need you know, and but you got to have the willingness to grow. All right, one final one for you. Does everybody need to relax on Jack Campbell? I mean, there's managers that will tell you it takes three months for a guy to get acclimatized to a new team. Uh, or should, conversely, there be concern? And is it being further heightened spec because the other guy is leading the National Hockey League in save percentage right now in Stuart Skinner and looks ultra-composed in the goal? Yeah. Well, it's a really great problem to have. Your B goalie is playing like your A goalie. I'm a, I'm not at all concerned about Campbell, and this would be why. Last night's game's a great example. He gets the game where it's five to one, and the Oilers take their foot off the gas. Right? Yeah. Think of the four goals: two redirects on power plays. No chance. Those go in. No chance. And a one-timer from about 15 feet by Philip Forsberg that was an absolute rocket, uncontested. And then the goal no one likes the first goal. It gets tipped by CC, so it, it, it he kicks it into the slot. Crappy reaction, Bob. But there's a guy standing right next to Ekholm doing nothing about it. And open that goal for Ekholm. So I think it's more bad luck than bad play for Campbell. But I'm also going to tell you, he'll tell you, he can play better than this. I think he will. All right, Speck, uh, the New Jersey Devils, the analytics darlings, Speck. Do you know what their expected goals are five on five? Because I know (laughs) you love this stuff. Who cares, Bob? (laughs) 67%. They're dominating teams. 67%. All right. So that that means they're supposed to beat you. Sorry, let me get this straight. That means they should beat you basically 3-2 or 6-4, right? They get two-thirds of the goals in every game. Is that what we're saying? Yeah. Is that what that means? Yeah. Okay. What's their record? Well, they're 7-3. So are the Oilers. Well, it's going to be... It'll be a fun one, Mark. (laughs) I, I, I know you love the expected goal stats. Expected goals. Yeah, I love that stat. Listen, uh, A, it's awesome that Jersey's becoming a team we want to see because it's been how many years since? When's the last time Jersey came to town, Bob, and you said, hey, I'm looking forward to seeing Jersey play? Like, are we talking 15 years? Are we talking 20? Even when they were good, they were boring, Bob. Come on. Right? <laughs> Mark, this has been your best hit in months. You're bringing it. Where where <laughs> was this? Good. Where was this for the last three years? <laughs> All right. Well, hey, you got it. You got to ask me for you. You got to you got to ask Lindy if he remembers it. Especially, oh, yeah. Yeah. especially given yeah. it leaves here. Uh, it's awesome stuff. Thanks for your time, my man. All right, Bobby. See you tomorrow. You bet. That is Mark Spector, Sportsnet Spec for Aquarian Renovations, an experience worth sharing. Get started today at AquarianRenovations.com. We go to the orders now. Injury report uh, presented all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. Trent Brown, Jim Brown, the gang at James H. Brown. They've got unrivaled experience north of 250 years. Unrivaled commitment. And they gave you the best results. Unrivaled results. And you know what? Uh, 
the Oilers are relatively healthy. Tyler Benson is recovering from a lower body issue. He is on a LTIR, probably a couple of weeks away from uh, uh, getting back up and uh, going. David Staples is coming up from the cult of hockey today. At uh, 1.35, we are going to dive into a little bit of analytics and that perhaps shows that Edmonton's a much better 5v5 team. The Oilers 7-3, the New Jersey Devils 7-3, and Edmonton likely to uh, start Stuart Skinner tomorrow against the Devils. The boys at Brent Ridge Ford, they've had a good run. They've sold a lot of their trucks and SUVs, and they're in need of more. You can trade in your vehicle for an upgrade or sell it to them outright. Whatever is best for you. Remember, the 2023 order bank is now open for F-150s and SUVs as well. Go see Uncle Bill, Rich, Johnny, and the team at Brent Ridge Ford, your Ford Truck Authority on the Auto Mile in Wetaskiwin. A reminder, cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Ray LaHoo. And when we come back, David Staples' call to hockey.